Last week, we heard from Amy Bruski, the president of Colby Corporation, talking about cognitive strengths. This week, Bruce and I addressed questions like, is this relevant to our business? Or how do we apply it? Or how do we get our teams unstuck? And so much more. That's coming up next on CFO Bookshelf. First of all, here is uh, Bruce Reed, Br. Don't call me brother, brother Reed. Uh, Bruce needs no inter- Bruce needs no introduction. But here's the coolest, most awesomest, uh, probably the most fit uh, CFO in the world. But again, Bruce Reed, practice link. How are you doing, big guy? Well, Mark, I'm doing great. I don't know. I think uh, uh, given the amount of, of exercise you're doing around the around the farm out there. I, I, I don't know. You imagine you probably give me a, give me a run for the money as far as fitness goes. But. I doubt it. I'm doubt it. I, I eat like a fifth grader. So, nah. no, so no, you're no. off, you're offsetting. Uh, exactly. But hopefully, hopefully it balances out. I don't think it works that way. Um, plus I'm sore. I, 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 I did a ladder. So do you, you ever do ladders in any of your workouts? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I love ladders. So I, I did a, one evening I was supposed to do back and I was just bored. So I had the NFL network on and uh, by the way, God created uh, the dish network. We live out in the country. <laughs> uh, God created it just for MLB network and, and NFL network. Everything else is, is noise, <laughs> but so I, I didn't feel like doing a real back. So I just, I just did a, a ladder of, of pull-ups and, and um, my back is sore. Yesterday I did, squats with a hex bar and, and my my derriere is really, really sore so so it, it does help to mix it up doesn't it it does it does I'm, uh, I'm afraid if we dive too deep into this topic we might not get ourselves back out i but. know which by the way so our topic is is colby and how'd you how'd you like last week's interview with amy bruski uh that that lived up to everything that i expected uh you had you had told me just what a um, outstanding and easy, easy person to, to communicate with that she was. And, um, I mean, she was just, just a joy to listen to. Did you know, I was a little nervous getting ready, uh, prepared. I, I was actually nervous even when I hit, uh, the button to open up zoom. Uh, we, so we did a zoom call. I, I give uh, people the opportunity. You're going to be interviewing people. You'll give them the opportunity. Do you want to just do a phone call audio or, or do, do the zoom or the go-to meeting, whatever tool you are using. So I gave her the option. She, no, she said zoom. And so I was a little nervous and right when it gets started, the, the meeting starts, I see these pearly white teeth. I mean, great set of choppers. I mean, it, it just immediately, you know, put, puts the other person at ease and we chatted for maybe a good 10 minutes before the, the interview started. Uh, we probably talked for another close to 15 minutes after it was over. She's so gracious. And, and that is leadership uh, 101, just be, being giving, uh, you know, caring, charitable with time. And so that, that's another reason why I appreciated that conversation. But the topic was Colby and... I have a feeling we're going to do a deep dive on Colby this morning, right? Yeah, we definitely need to uh, need to do a deep dive on that. It's 
it's a topic that um, may have alluded to last week a little bit. It's something that um, yeah, I find to be a, a very valuable process uh, there and really just in some ways just changed my whole approach to, to assessments and to, um, and to behavioral assessment um, just for, for a variety of reasons. Let's have you ask the questions because uh, this is a topic I could talk about probably all day. Well, I mean, I think the first thing is just for the listeners, because it's, it's, it's different than your standard assessment. But what exactly is the Colby assessment? And, um, and for those who start to get into it, maybe they can understand a little bit of the different type of assessments and how those come into play. Great question. So, Bruce, one of the first things I do in any coaching relationship, whether it's with a CEO or a CFO, is we start with a Colby A. I would say 80% of the time, the other 20%, it may be later as the conversation uh, grows and, and evolves. And it's interesting, Bruce, no one's ever heard of Colby. I don't get it. Uh, it makes so much sense to me. But what is it? I'm just going to repeat what Amy said. And this is what we learned in, in certification training is we start with the three parts of the human mind. And this is something that Kathy talks about over and over and over again. This goes all the way back to uh, Socrates, Plato, Aristotle. They, they truly could perceive and believe in these, these three uh, parts of the human mind. So you got the cognitive part of the mind. That's the intelligence. That's where you've been endowed with intelligence, Bruce. Uh, some of us aren't as endowed as much, but the cognitive part and by the way, Kathy Colby, the founder of the Colby A, her dad is Eldon Wonderlich. And so he, the Wonderlich assessment is a cognitive assessment. And then there's what's called, I always call it the, the affective, but I think it's pronounced affective. Uh, but I, again, I call it the affective uh, assessments. That's like DISC, um, Myers-Briggs. I, I think you guys do Myers-Briggs type personality indicator, whatever. We do. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's predictive index, culture index. I mean, there's like over 300, by the way, is it, that is a $2 billion industry personality profiles. So that measures, it tries to measure again, the, you need to look at the reliability on these assessments, but those measure supposedly your personality, your value system. So, that is kind of a moving target. You may take it two years from now and it may be a little bit different. Now we've got the third part of the human mind and that's how we go about doing our business and how we go about solving problems. And so the, the community part of the mind is just that it, it, it is a quantifiable way to measure how we go about problem solving. Right, it, it measures our natural instincts so, for example, you, Bruce, I know you to be a guy where if we throw a project your way, you're going to research it, right? You're going to do you're going to do some digging. Uh, yep. Wasn't your company looking at virtual uh, some type of a virtual uh, what do you call it? virtual fairs, virtual uh, yeah, virtual a virtual career fair? Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yep. And you didn't just. Wing, I mean, you did your homework, right? I mean, you you searched, you you kept asking questions, you probably did some follow up with people, 
that's a fact finder. And then there are what's called follow-throughs. You're also a follow-through. Follow-through doesn't mean you follow through and get stuff done. Follow-through is about organizing. It's about arranging. It's about the person who's going to have a plan. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of shortcutting a little bit. And then you've got quick starts. Quick starts, they're very, oh gosh, um, they're, when I use the term risk and risk-taking, it almost sounds like a personality trait. But the, the quick starts are just naturally, <laughs> they, they knock it out of the ballpark in times of uncertainty. They, they have all these ideas. And, and I was meeting with a CFO quick start yesterday. And he's the kind of guy who's going to have 10, 15 ideas today, maybe that many tomorrow. But they just tend to have a little bit higher tolerance to, to risk. Yep. Uh, they're constantly thinking of the future. And th- that's the quick start. And then there's the, the other action mode is implementer and they're very tactile uh they're the kind of person who may um we're on a video call right now they might pick up this phone that i'm holding my hand and just admire and appreciate the quality of it and so again very tactile and so that those are action modes and you're pretty much they're factory installed as as the great coach dan sullivan uh, says uh, another way to put it is you're pretty much born with them. <laughs> and so if, if you, if, if you're, if this is the way you are at the age of five years old, four years old, six years old, you're going to be this way 80 years from now, your cognitive abilities will change over time. Your affective traits are going to change over time. Those can be changed, but your uh, cognitive trait, they do not change. They, they just, it just, uh, and that's why, I take this very, very seriously. So that's kind of the what is it? Does that answer the question, or do did I do, do I need to answer something else? No, I, I mean that definitely answers the what. Um, you know, I, I guess if I'm if I'm looking at something that's not going to change, so me personally, I can't take a course or I can't do something to. Um, and I know I'm kind of walking into this here. <laughs> I can't do any. I can't do anything to fix this there. So why do I need to even worry about it? Again, good question. (laughs) Usually when people say that's a good question, they're stalling, but I'm saying it's a good question because it's a great one. Uh, You're right. You you can't test for this. You can't prep for it. Uh, The reason you should care about it is, again, I'm going back to Kathy's words and Amy's uh, will say the same thing. This is a gift. You know, this is what we've been given. And and I will joke sometimes, I, I wish I could walk in the shoes of a quick start but you know what? I'm not. I'm, I'm a fact-finding fiend. I, I'm a follow-through person. And those are gifts that have been given to me. And so I'm, I'm that one-talent person who's going to get the most out of these one-talents. So, so I don't need to care about not being an implementer. Because one way to look at it, Bruce, is it's not that you're a quick start or not a quick start. The quick start, think of it as a spectrum from one to 10. Well, if you're a one or two on a quick start, it doesn't mean you're not a quick start. It means that you tend to be someone who maybe doesn't like change or you appreciate where we've been. You like, you've like tried and true proven um, stuff that's worked in the past. Some people may say that's a net, not really. I mean, we have, we have many laws in physics or any, any, discipline that had been around for ages. I mean, 
if, if you're doing something that involves gravity, you better understand the law of gravity. So, so a one or two quick start isn't a bad thing. A one or two fact finder, if you're a one or two fact finder, it doesn't mean you're not a fact finder. It just means you don't need a lot of information to make a decision. So there, there's not a, there's not a pass fail system. So that's my why as to why it doesn't really matter if you can't test out of being a fact finder and graduate to being a quick start, for example. I think that's, uh, I mean, that's definitely an important distinction um, there. I think a lot of times we take these assessments and you've almost view them as a um, horoscope. You know, well, yeah, horoscope or like a training guide or, or those type of things. And, you know, with, with Colby, it's, you know, the, you get to be yourself and that's, because you, that's all you, you can't be anybody else. So you definitely can't be anybody else for an extended period of time, which I guess um, one of the things that we talked about, and maybe you can elaborate on is, you know, what, and, and you said you can go out of your, you can go out of your action mode um, there, but, you know, but what happens? What happens if you go out of your action mode? Good. Again, great question. <laughs> uh in, in the Colby world, th- there are some words that we use over and over and over again. It's called the, the Colby v- vocabulary. And part of their vocabulary includes stress, strain, and conflict. I don't like to talk about myself because it's like, does anyone care? But I need to tell a quick story. Can, can I tell a quick story to try to answer your question? Yeah, definitely. So before, before I became... Uh, before the before I saw the light, I became an accountant, <laughs> and, and now I'm a recovering accountant. But but when I saw the light some twenty plus years ago, twenty five years ago, I thought, well, if I can't be a major league baseball player, I'll talk about it, or I'll write about it. So my first job out of college, I had a degree uh, in communications. I worked as a broadcast journalist in small market radio. And my last year, Bruce, I wrote more news stories for anybody in the newsroom per month. I wrote over 130 to 120 stories a month. Now, I cheated. The reason I cheated was I was very competitive. I'd go home at night and write stories. I'd do research. But I have never, I don't think I've ever been more stressed. I've done all this M&A work. I've done a lot of complex financial work. I love what I do, but I've never been more stressed out than working in that newsroom a couple of years because it was just, it was fast paced. What I didn't know, Bruce, was I would have been a lot better, maybe say working in a magazine or like 60 Minutes or some organization where you had more time to research. You didn't have time to research. I mean, you got on the phone and got, got, a, got, you know, you, we had tape recorders, we'd record an interview and you turn that into a news story like ASAP. Uh, it'd be like being an attorney where a trial attorney is probably going to be, or I should say a litigation attorney is probably going to be someone who is a quick start and can think fast, really fast. Whereas you've got some business attorneys, they're probably going to be more of a, a fact finder. So what happens, Bruce is if you're working in an area of a business or some role in a job which requires one cognitive strength and you've got a different one, that will lead to stress. 
and it, it I'm not, well, I'm not going to say it will kill you, but you're going to go home at night just hating and hating and hating. So if, if you're in a position that requires quick start mental energy and you're a fact finder and don't have that quick start mental energy, you are going to be stressed out. And, and I can usually spot it without even talking to someone for maybe five minutes. I can just nail it, especially salespeople where it's not a, if you're an order taker uh, or if you're a, a salesperson who needs to ask a lot of questions, consult his sales, but yet the CEO or the man, sales manager, we need to go faster. Again, you, you're going to have burnout so fast. So again, the, the whole stress is a critical part in the world of Kobe. I hope I didn't go on and on and on to, but does, does that help? Yeah. I, I, again, I think it's important to understand this isn't a, you know, this isn't about knowledge. This is about where the, the comfort zone is. And, and maybe, com- you know, sometimes comfort zone can kind of have a, a, a dirty connotation that you just want to take it easy. But, you know, there's, there's a, you know, over time, being out of your, you know, out of your, your, um, your cognitive zone is going to, is, is going to create so much, um, pain internally, and it's going to cause so much undue, undue stress and, um, and fatigue that you're just not going to be able to keep it up. I, I would go so far, Bruce, let's say practice like is going to go public and you need to do all these dog and pony shows. And let's say you don't have a lot of time to do a lot of quick research that, that for both you and I, that may not be a good role or position for us. We, maybe we'd want somebody else, some VP of finance who has, you know, that quick start, you know, that, that, that natural instinct, that that's a quick start who just loves thriving, just being able to answer questions just on the fly. Now that's a little bit of a, of a, a cognitive or excuse me, a cognitive ability. But mm. what you're going to have to do, Bruce, is you're going to have to start anticipating what those questions are be so you can be, you know, answer quickly mm-hmm. uh, on your feet. So, right. uh, so again, the, what, what my interpretation of what you just said is this is very actionable. You don't just take it and then go off and walk away. This, the Colby is so actionable at your level at the CEO level, at any level of the business. So again, yeah. th- these are great questions. Well, it's it's actionable, and it's like I even mentioned last last week when we uh, were getting ready for the interview. It's very accessible too. Just uh, for everybody who's not familiar with the the uh, assessment itself, it's I, I think you said it's eighteen minutes, and it's a fast eighteen minutes, and it's and like I said, I, I was very skeptical when I was finished that there was going to be anything of value that came from it because it was so easy to do. I was like, there's no way that this could be, it's like, okay, this is, you know, th- this is just not, this can't be this good because it was, it was so little upfront time investment. There's a guy named Chris. Uh, I, I'm a advisory board member in their organization. Chris is our CFO and I had him take it. And we had lunch a couple of weeks ago in Columbia, Missouri at Crushed Red. And he, he said, he said, Mark, I, I, I can fake these assessments out. And I said, dude, mm-hmm. not, not Colby, because if you do, you'll come back as 
uh, you'll, you'll come back as in transit. You cannot fake this assessment out uh, because the, the test is that sensitive. So if, if you take it and if your answers are not, if they conflict with one another, it will come back with an in-transition uh, result. That's not the only reason it could come back in transition, but uh, but again, the 18 minutes, you're, again, spot on, goes fast. But I was skeptical, too. I mean, I'm skeptical of any assessment until I realize just how applicable, and you use the word accessible, which is a great word, but it's just so applicable, and, and it's predictable. I mean, it is so friggin' predictable. Uh, if, if, if I know someone's a quick start, I know almost exactly how they're going to react in, in a certain project or uh, work initiative. I, I, I just know. And, and so, you know, and I, as I guess to, to continue along that line of thought, when, when we, you know, asked me to do it and it was something that you're involved in, I was thinking, you know, my first thought was, okay, you know, great. We're going to, you know, now we're doing HR there. So, you know, how does this, you know, my a question that came up to me is as, as the CFO, as the finance leader of, of an organization, how is this going to help me? Why should I care? I've never, you know, I've never asked you this question as a CFO. You, you also have one of your job duties is running an accounting department. Now you don't run it. You've got a controller who works for you. So, so it's really up to your controller to run it, but but you've, you've got an accounting department and I'm assuming if you're to bring on, let, let's pick an AP, an, an AP person, does that AP person need to be a quick start in that position? I would want somebody who's not going to make rash snap judgments. You, <laughs> yeah, especially spending the company money. Right. Uh, do, they, do they need to be an implementer? You didn't tell me I'd have to answer questions too. You know, <laughs> the answer I would say the the answer is no. I yeah. the the reason I care is not in my position. I'm I'm in I I am responsible for hiring, and and so I will not I will not hire at the, at the accounting manager level and hire. I will not hire someone unless they have the fact finding. And on the follow through, on the follow through, especially for bookkeepers, they at least have to be a five, six or higher on follow through. And why is that? Because just because you know how to do QuickBooks, uh, just because you know how to do zero, doesn't mean you, you are good at systems and process. And so in my world, Bruce, where I work with lots of small businesses, there are some idiot bookkeepers who think they're God's gift. To bo- I'm sorry if any bookkeepers <laughs> out there are listening, but Penny comes to mind. Penny's the all-time best bookkeeper I've ever have hired twice in a business. And she is like an eight or nine follow-through. I mean, you she has everything just, you talk about process-centric. That's the kind of person I want as, as an accountant, as a general ledger accountant. So... For someone like you, Bruce, it's imperative that you and the HR director are in sync. And by the way, Colby is one, it may be the only assessment where we're allowed to use it to filter out people. And, and besides, if someone's not a follow through and they need to be a follow through, they're not going to want that position because it's going to lead to a lot of stress. So, the the short answer, Bruce, is that this is important for you and your role because you want the right people 
in the right seat on the bus, as Jim Collins has talked about over and over and over again. And, and having a, col- a cognitive match uh, with your positions is imperative. It's imperative in your company. It's imperative to all the companies of people who listen to us. Okay, so now if I'm if I'm listening to the podcast here and I'm not completely familiar with Colby, what I'm thinking to myself is, cool. Okay, so I'm a leader. I get to hire. I'm involved in hiring decisions for marketing, for sales, from for finance teams. So as long as I just hire everybody who's just like me, this is going to be great. Oh, that's the now that that's a setup. That that's. That's a, first of all, that's a great question. So that, that, that's hiring like us, but in, in the Colby world, we have the Colby A, the Colby B, the Colby C. Uh, the Colby C, by the way, is what I take. It's what I believe a certain role needs to be. And sometimes I recognize that a role needs to be something other than me. So now a sales manager, Generally, it depends. You have two types of sales managers. There's there's the magic and the logic. The magic is where you're really good people, motivation. You may you may want that quick start type person as a sales manager. But then you got the logic, who's tracking the metrics, tracking the pipeline, etc. That needs to be a follow through type person because they're building systems. So for every role, Bruce, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, whether it's operations, whether it's customer support. That leader, that supervisor, that manager should take the Colby C that says, here's the Colby ideal match. And then once the recruit or the candidate is taking the Colby, hopefully those two are going to be matched up. Again, if not, there's going to be strain, there's going to be stress, and there's going to be conflict in, in, in that work relationship. But again, your question is spot on. It's a great question. And so if I'm building a team there then does is this is there some way that this these different uh these different profiles are going to help build a a stronger team well there are two there first of all you're bringing up two great concepts Uh, two bullet points bullet point number one if you don't mind i'm going to throw the question back at you have you now that you know colby have you ever been in a meeting bruce or or a, a group of meetings where you're working on a project and you had a bunch of fact finders all on the team. Has that ever happened with you or, or maybe, maybe 75% of the people were all fact finders? Yes. Oh yeah. And how fast did decisions get made? Still waiting. (laughs) So you've got inertia and, and by the way, it's the same. And Amy and I talked about this on the show last week, you know, what if you had five or six quick starts in the same room and even she said, oh my gosh, or something like that. So you're going to have what's you, you're, we, we call it cognitive cloning or cognitive clones. So again, nothing gets done. And that's why when I'm asked to participate in a group, I want to know how many other fact finders there are in addition to people with my similar traits because I have a high enough self-awareness to know I'm redundant and, and I don't have this ego that says I've got to be part of that group. So I will excuse myself. So I, I would say bullet point number one on your question is you, you want to have a team that's a little bit diversified from their cognitive strengths. But 
let me now bring up that second bullet point. Use the word teams. I don't know if you did that on purpose or if you said teams unwittingly. And so let's assume you did that on purpose. But (laughs) in my opinion, this is opinion. In my opinion, we overuse the word teams. So when I think of team, think of Michael Jordan. So, and by the way, Michael Jordan should be on everyone's top of mind because it was an ESPN, what, what network that did the, or was it Netflix that did? Oh the, yeah. ESPN last dance. So really, really good. And Exceptional. so that is about his team. Well, there's, there's, there's the old Michael Jordan and there's the Michael Jordan who learned about what a team really is. Thanks to Phil Jackson. But mm-hmm. the team is, it's, 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 you win together, you lose together. And that's, that's a team. Whereas usually when a business owner or a CEO talks about teams, it's really a, usually a group of people. So you may have your sales people may be a group. They're never, they're rarely a team because each salesperson is doing their own deal, right? They're not, they're not doing a deal together. Uh, your marketing people, you may have someone working in social media. You may have someone that's focused on the website. You may have someone that's working in analytics. Not always are they working as a team. They might be working as a group because they all report to one manager. So to me, when you actually are working as a team, think Michael Jordan, you want to have that cognitive diversity. And that's my word. I don't I don't know if we, the Colby leadership uses that term cognitive diversity, but we definitely don't want to have cognitive cloning because otherwise you're going to have inertia. Nothing is going to get done quickly. So in that team, I'm looking for a quick start to make sure we need it. Do we need an implementer? It, you know, it's going to depend. It, we want to at least have a follow through. We at least want to have a, a fact finder. That is the ideal team that is it's imperative uh, in, in these team in these team environments. And so I, you know, I wonder if there's, you know, so you you can't you you know you got to play with the team that you you came with. So, you know, I do wonder if there's not even a way um, if you you understand yourself, understand your team, and are in a situation where you're going to need a different cognitive approach. I mean, I wonder if you could even go so far as to say, okay, you. You're the quick start today. You've got to be the one. You're going to push us. I, have you heard anybody, or do you, I, do you think that even makes sense? You've got Tom and Jerry. You've got the cat and the mouse. Okay, let's do role reversal. Today, Mr. Cat, you're the mouse, and Mr. Mouse or Mrs. Mouse, you're now the cat. That's really what you're asking, Bruce, to happen. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, your cone of instincts, they are embedded. <laughs> They're just part of your human makeup. So I can't just wake up. Now, again, you may be forced in a situation that requires a quick start action, but it doesn't mean you can become that quick start. You may be a person who just does not need a lot of information to make a decision. You can't just overnight become a, uh, uh, an initiating fact finder. You really need to find that person who is a quick start or who is a fact finder if you don't have it. But can you turn it on and off to be that other... You cannot. It's just, again, it'd be like the mouse being asked, well, you be the mouse for the day or the mouse, you become the cat for the day. 
it's just just not going to work. So you got to you you really need to you know. So it's a process. This isn't something you can just. This isn't just something a, a switch that you can flip on. This is a process that you need to go through, and it needs to be part of your your organizational development. And that's where a, an outside coach can help to observe and point this out. If if you're not aware of this, we talked earlier about the whole concept of self awareness before we we were in the green room. Uh, we were talking self-awareness. So if everyone has a high enough self-awareness level of who they are from a cognitive makeup, then you're going to know that, you know, we do need that quick start or we do need that follow through or we do need that, that implementer. Um, if you have that kind of a self-awareness, you're not going to be talking about this very long. You're going to find that person that can, you know, plug that void, fill that void uh, in this team situation that you're describing as opposed to someone trying to become a quick start when there may be a two or three on the quick start spectrum. By the way, we keep mentioning these numbers. You can go to our show notes and you can see, um, we well, we can probably put Bruce's, I've got your profile and there's nothing private about it, but you can see what we're talking about uh, as we talk about these numbers and these four action modes. You know, and I think the thing, the really important thing to understand about the numbers is it's not a score. Right. It, it's a it's a place on a continuum of your action type. Agreed. So, so as a you're not a by getting a one, you're not a bad. Quick exactly. Start. Good point. Good. You're point. just you're you're a different you know, you're a different profile within within that continuum. Right. And I think that's that's a hard thing, particularly for a finance person, particularly for somebody who's competitive. You know, we all want to ring the bell. So, so when you see us, you see a number that's not a high number, there's a, there can be a, an initial reaction to overreact. I, I do not have a Bob Costas vocabulary. I wish I did, but I think what we're describing, Bruce, is a Likert, a Likert scale, if I said that word correctly. Yeah. And, and so like Amy is a, I can't remember if she's a two or a three fact finder, but it doesn't mean she's not a fact finder. It just means she does not need a lot of information to make decisions. That's a gift. She's also probably has an IQ of like way up there. She, she she's, she's what makes my quartile. Um, uh, she makes my quartile possible. Uh, so cognitively she's, she's a sharp cookie, but when it comes to action, she does not need a lot of information. She, again, she can, she can make it up and, and then she can rely on other people to, you know, do some fact finding if, if it's needed. So again, g- good insight, Bruce. And so the, uh, the fact finders out there might want to learn more and the quick starts out there might want to just go out and give their credit card and take the assessment. How does somebody learn more? If you want to learn more, Uh, just reach out to me. We'll we'll have this in the show notes. You can reach out to me. And I'm the kind of person who's not going to sell you. Uh, I would want to learn more about your situation. I mean, if you're seriously, seriously considering about adopting Colby in your organization, I, I would love to have a conversation with you. And if it makes sense to meet with one of the certified consultants around the United States, I'd be more than happy to make that connection. Uh, I've had a couple of CPA firms reach out and say, Hey, can you come and speak? And that stuff like that's fun. That that's, that's fun. And we can turn it into usually in a situation like that, we'll have everyone take it. And then we we can meet with the leadership team and then we can have like, like a, 
course, during the pre-COVID uh, days where, you know, we do a presentation in front of the, the, the entire group. But to get started, they can reach out uh, to me directly in the show notes. We can have a phone call. And if it makes sense, if, if, if your need is beyond my capabilities, I will definitely get you connected to someone who could r- really get you to where you want to go. You introduced me and practice link to it. And, uh, we've, we've definitely felt the value and, uh, felt like that was a, that was a great thing. So I, I, I can, I can provide a, a positive endorsement to, um, to you helping, helping organizations get stronger and helping them, uh, build from it. You're very kind. Well, I think you're going to wrap us up again. You're good at that. Okay. Well, Mark, uh, I, I enjoyed our talk today. Have a great weekend. Have a safe weekend. Everybody out there stay safe and well. Uh, Let's do more listening, a little less talking. Let's be about love and empathy, and we'll look forward to being together again next week. 